A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello Egg Chasers, it's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously, back for a second podcast of the week, because, well, we just love it that much, and there's so much to talk about, this one all about domestic matters. I am Tim, <laughs> that is JB, Hello. Give, giving the internet what they want, bare feet. Exactly. No, he's putting his shoes back on. Oh. That'll disappoint people, JB. I will. We uh, off a playlist for this. Uh, and that's Phil. Hello. Hello uh, Tim. Right, yes, yeah, so we are at Rugby Podcast on Twitter, if you... If you actually want to partake in that particular cesspit um, much more uh, mild mannered and good humoured on YouTube which uh, we have a channel on and you can see streamed versions of the podcast and uh, various musings as well so give us a give us a follow and a watch there we're patreon.com forward slash egg chasers um, if you appreciate uh, the podcast you would like to stop JB having an aneurysm the next time that we try and do a live podcast and have to organise everything yes. without any expertise we'd love that not to be the case and we want to get back out there and do it live. When are, when are, is it pubs and stuff in the next week or two? I've got no idea. 12th of April for outside drinking, for I think some, it is. That's, that's some, okay. Yeah, so yeah. my birthday is 8th of April. So that, oh no, it's a Monday. They do it on Monday. That's actually, Monday, quite, yeah. actually quite smart rather than Super, super Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> do, last, <laughs> do it at midnight on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, so this one, uh, Domestic Matters, if you were. Uh, Listening, expecting to hear us uh, go on about how amazing the Six Nations was. We did do that, but in another episode, which is in your feed right now, which is exactly the reason why you should hit subscribe, and then it'll all be downloaded directly to your device, and you can listen whenever. Uh, but thank you for listening. Uh, let's get into this then. Um, so there was a fair bit of domestic rugby going on. The Major League Rugby began. It did. Did you see the Giltinis team? Yeah. Yes. Flipping hell. DTH Van der Merwe, um, Adam Ashley Cooper, Matt Gitto. Cool. Yeah, bloody cool. <laughs> Blood, uh, old as well. Gitto and AAC are 37 and 38. Oh, yeah, that's fine though, isn't it? <laughs> I fine. mean, it's absolutely fine. But it's... Well, how much are paying them to go over there? Great question. What do you reckon? But Billy Meeks is in that team as well, isn't he? He is. He's, he's a little bit younger. He must be like early 30s now. I think he might be 30, yeah. What, no, genuinely, what do you think they're getting? Oof. I mean... It's a difficult one because the guys that have signed are not rugby players. They're retired rugby players. So it's not like Matt Gitter is going to be struggling for work back in Oz doing TV or whatever he decides to do because he's he's an all-time great. On the yeah. flip side, it's very hard to get a visa to go and work in America and what a cool thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's, got, that's got a big value, I think. Because some of the other rugby players who've gone there, and the, the two that 
um, immediately spring to mind are Chris Robshaw and uh, Bastereau. Yeah, they they had some real value because they're yes. both they're not they're they're certainly well I think Robshaw's maybe thirty three, Bastereau something similar, maybe a year or so younger. That they had significant value in England or France or Japan um, in one of the other leagues. Well, so they must be valuable. He came back to Lyon. He yeah, and he went for a, a period of time. But yeah, what was that the, like? A little loan deal of of, of some sort. I think yeah. it's going to be you know to relocate the whole family. They've got to be paid decently because it's not as if Adam Ashley Cooper didn't earn enough in his in, you know like he's got other things to be doing. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. Okay. I think it'd be more than that. I would have thought. 120. Maybe more I think than that. it might. I think it might be around that. I, I, yeah. Or maybe, maybe less even because of, because of what I say. Just the experience. Just mm. going. Oh, let's just go and be paid. If they're getting like their digs paid for. Yeah. We'll, we'll pick up your apartment and you'll get you know 70k. And shoot the movie. Have, have yeah. a good year in uh, LA. Yeah. Well, I guess what you think. Or about Austin it. or New York or whatever. Think about your think about your situation. I mean, you often say you, you know you don't get out of bed for 100k. Oh, so <laughs> obviously, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. uh, premiership then. Premiership. Who watched any Premiership? Did you? Did you manage to see any? So the two games I watched live were the Friday night um, Newcastle Wasps. Yeah. And this afternoon I watched Northampton Bristol. Yeah. Oh, good. Before getting into the, the specifics of any game, just in general, um, I think we saw what no relegation can do to a premiership mm-hmm. not in totality but yep. in certain examples and i think joe marler uh, joe marler even today tweeted no relegation is bad really bad yeah it, it, and that, it, yeah that's cuz he was up against uh, for harlequins he was up against a gloucester team that gloucester would never have selected <laughs> not in a million years if there was relegation and same goes for Worcester. Worcester, yeah. Would never those two teams down near the bottom would never have picked the teams that they picked. And some people go, "Well, that's great. Look at these young, young lads getting young, a chance." Young, young English lads. It, it's not great because you saw teams getting absolutely yeah. panned. Yeah, I mean, I've, when's the last time so many there's so many high scores? Because these are remarkable scores. Forty-seven. Two teams got forty-seven points. Fifty-nine. Forty-one. Yeah. You know, they, and on the one hand, you should say, "Well, that's great." Oh, well, yeah, that's it. It's the old mackerel fishing argument. That's mm. why you want to go big game fishing rather than mackerel fishing and catching one every you know, every six seconds. Lots of tries doesn't make a good game. And it's well, exact- necessarily, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it can make a very good game. But where, when it's one-sided, like some of these, like the Quinns and the Bath performances were, the game was done after half an hour. The, the game was done before that because the game was really done when you saw the team sheets. Yeah. Um, it, it's like the sevens... Um, uh, spectacle when you're watching the sevens there are so many amazing tries that they're not amazing yeah because they they don't matter they actually mean nothing to the uh, except for the the finals the the knockout rugby is what actually matters in the sevens someone scoring a 85 yard try and beating half the team in uh, an irrelevant group stage match is kind of pointless because it happens all the time there's there's a dozen of them yeah, well, the Wasps game is good, and I called this Wasps game was a good game. I really called this one wrong. I thought Newcastle would give them a good hiding, actually, and I saw the teams. I thought, mm, okay, launches back, but yeah, they feel like 
the selection of Jimmy Gopeth at 10 felt a little bit to me like they were trying not to lose rather than to go there and get get a win. Well, also, can I just pick up on that? Jacob Umanga was in the shadow squad at the start of the Six Nations. And now, he's, he's not... He might he's, be hurt, actually. I think he might be hurt. I'm not but sure. Even he's, so, they picked Charlie been... Atkinson a lot. Yeah. Charlie Atkinson's great. Char- that is, that's why. Oh, I, I, well, actually, I, know, I, I know, but... I actually think Charlie Atkinson um, probably... M- the, will be the long-term more talented of the two. I, I think Umar has been struggling a little bit with form this year. I, I, he's undoubtedly a, a talented and go player. Go back a couple of months. Go, go back only a few months, and people were saying, "Get him in the squad. Get him in the English squad. Get him in the English squad. You've got to play the kids. <laughs> you win everything with kids. I think. Everything. I think people said. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting one. Umar has definitely not been playing his best rugby. That's for sure. And if you look at how wasps are going at the moment, um, they. I hope they don't go away from what made them successful in the run-up to getting to the Premiership final, which is offloading um, rugby. It, it, having the confidence, actually. They were a confidence team. Because although everyone talks about the offloads in, um, and the nice stuff that they did, they also did some really good tight work re- and very, very good defensively. They, well, that, that was what allowed them to do it. Their defensive structures and their ability to turn the ball over from yeah. anywhere. And uh, Launchbury is very good at that. Thomas Youngs is very good at that. Jack Willis was the best in the Premiership last year. God, I... And Barbary. Was very good at that, and they've not had a good chunk of those players um, this season. Unbelievably, I think I may well have uh, undervalued uh, Willis. To well, certainly to Wasps. Yeah, because without him, you know, I, I often dismiss people. Said, "Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Wasps don't rely. You know, don't have. Um, sorry, Wasps rely on a handful of players. Like, no, actually, they're pretty good. You know, they've got pretty good structures. They've got a good way of playing." But actually, that one guy has made well, a hell of a difference. Yeah, and, I, huge. And, and as I pointed out, Dai Young didn't have him. Mm. He was out he, like when Wasps were really struggling, and Dai Young left. Which I, I retrospectively, I can go fine. I, I, I get on board with that. But yeah, he didn't have Launchbury, Gopeth, mm. Willis, etc. Uh, Robson, Bar- Barbary is back. Oh yeah, Robson. So think about how internationals have panned out for Wasps. Now, obviously, Wasps want their players to be internationals. I mean, do they... Yes, they do and they don't. It's a double-edged sword. Yeah, everyone wants it, but this season no one wants it. Yeah. Because you don't, you can't play your internationals. Yeah, so uh, internationals are good because they get people through the gates, they do all that stuff, but they're also bad because you don't get to play them. Now, what's, and they're very expensive. Uh, yes, so like, get your contracts done early as well. How much will North... For example, how much will Northampton have played Dan Bigger to be missing for... Heartbreaking. 70% of the season. Mm. I would hate to be writing those checks. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, they've had Tom West in the squad. They've had Doggers of, uh, in the squad. Um, obviously, um, Robson's there. But Robson's probably played one game in total in, in terms of minutes. In terms of minutes, it might not even be that. Yeah. It would be less, probably less than 80. But there's no, alter- there's no alternative there. If you're on the bench, you can't get... You can't. You're not going to go back to your club. No, no country would do that. I don't know. I just think there's got to be a middle ground somewhere. And you know, linking back to our discussion on la- on yesterday's pod, um, that middle ground would have to be. Th- it'd have to be that these players are playing more. Playing more. Right, Rob Robson and Doggers have not really had a full game, have they? For how long? Like three months. Yeah, I know, but I, I don't. Two two, two, yeah, I, mean, that, I don't. I don't quite follow what you're weeks. suggesting. You're saying just because someone's on the bench, they should therefore play for their club yeah I think so I think there's enough you know so we spoke about all the data that they keep well surely it should be data led you know what what what's what's the thresholds to release a player it can't just be out and out injury prevention and no risk they they might be doing that as in they might they might have the they might have the data and say well 
these guys are. We don't necessarily yeah. need them I'm playing, sure playing sharing, every few yeah, weeks. I'm not sure they're sharing their, their dates with the clubs, though. I, I don't doubt they are. Mm. I, well, I would say they are not sharing a lot of the date with anyone because mm. it would be unbelievably valuable data if that yeah. got into the wrong hands. I'd be pretty annoyed about that if I was a club. I'd be very annoyed. And it would be interesting to see if they make Wasps or anyone rest any of the players that they haven't played. This this game particularly was, was an interesting one because Newcastle started well, got ahead, and the pressure came on to Wasps, and Wasps had to wrestle their way back into the game. And I, I didn't think they would. I didn't think I thought that they would struggle to break down Completely agree. Uh, Newcastle in the way that they did. And, and don't get me wrong, it was still a struggle for Wasps to break them down. But to their credit, they did. And these are the kind of games this season where they were winning them comfortably last season. This season, they've not been converting chances like this. And yes. it was it's an, a really important win, this, for Wasps. Yeah, completely agree, because they were on a very, very slippery slope to the bottom of the table. But again, it doesn't matter. It, you're right, It do, you, the whole thing, it doesn't matter. But Wasps and Newcastle are now level on 30 points in uh, ninth and 10th and place. Yeah. Two of the best coaching groups in the Premiership. Yeah, and, and probably probably overall two of the smallest um, salaries, salary caps, or sal- yeah. salary spends within the salary cap. But yeah, yeah, they are. God, yeah, the both have absolutely plummeted. Of late, anyway, um, there, there was a um, an actual game which really mattered towards the top of the. Table. Well, hold on, Carreras red cards. He'll get he'll get uh, the book thrown in for that. Rightly so. He should. Can't yes. see any mitigating. So I'm, ridiculous. I'm, what was he thinking? I'm astonished it wasn't picked up mm. in in the game because yeah. um, ev- everything is scrutinised. Um, I guess that's one of the things that. That um, the Premiership group of referees do really well. Generally, is um, what, what was the one? There was one today which was uh, an over-the-shoulder um, tackle. I think it was Chris Vui on someone did an over-over-the-shoulder. Sh- it looked first glance like a seatbelt tackle. They didn't even stop the clock, but the TMO reviewed it and said, "Oh, it's not at all. He's he's hit the ball, not the yeah. not the head neck area. Play on." And they, they normally do it so well to very quickly check the footage and then move on mm. that it's really surprising that it got missed in this instance. But yeah, yeah uh, Carreras uh, will get a long Particularly bump. as the player said, didn't he? He said he touched my eyes. Yeah. Carreras will rightly get a long bump. Silly, silly boy. Oh, it's just absolutely crazy. It, yeah. One thing after the game, um, and I, was a, I can understand this, I just think it's a shame that this is where we're at. Lee Blackett wouldn't be drawn on... Saying it, I think he said, I think I better keep my thoughts to myself. Well, he said something to that effect after the game, which I thought, that's a real shame. I don't know whether he's... If we've got, if we've got DORs to the point where they're scared to offer an opinion for fear of what the consequences might be, when it's a, a genuine opinion... I think you had the conversation the other week about um, uh, Hamish Watson. Yes. Hamish Watson, uh, sort of damned if they do, damned if they don't. Well, not damned if they don't. Actually, there's, no, don't th- there's no point in them saying anything because there's people just waiting to make a meal out of Hamish Watson. What was that? That was about a red card. That was the Zander yeah. Ferguson yeah. red Which, card. He just think it's a red card. Yeah, he's yeah. disgrace. And he'd just come off the pitch uh, having a very emotional loss. He's obviously not had the the um, opportunity to review it from multiple angles. He's just seen it on the pitch and felt emotional about it at the time. Yeah. Uh, do you want to move on to a different game? 
Yes, yes, please. So, Bath, Bath Worcester. Uh, I, I, <laughs> Bath Worcester. I, I'm so disappointed with Worcester's selection for this. I can't, I can't get over it. This, this is. I, I'm totally with Joe Marler on this one. This is relegation. No relegation. Sorry, is bad. Yeah, this is bad. This is not good for Bath. It's not good for Worcester. It's not good for the Premiership. It's not good for rugby. Yeah, Bath get a bit of a rest week, I guess, because it, it won't be, won't have been a, um, as hard a game as a normal game. Um, yeah, there's not many positives out of this. No. Good to see some young lads getting the opportunity, but you don't want it to be in this circumstance. You want you want young lads coming in in a competitive environment when they have the opportunity to win games and the opportunity to learn something. <laughs> You boys still with uh, on the Hooper Art band, band, bandwagon? I never have been. Are you still on it? Absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, uh, you, you, you're, you're, it's much like with Pivac that uh, that little bit of ice you're standing on is is melting, and you're just going to be left still well, on your own on a little. I mean, look, it's good. It's, it, it's a good. Uh, it's a good, good win. I say in, in in jest, but what I worry about in the Premiership now is the the only games that are going to matter are going to be for the top four. Yeah, and then you're going to get these results like Bath. Bath are not a good team. They're remarkably good individual players, but they're not a good team. It, you know, their results over the whole season have been just substandard. But what's going to happen now is they can put out their bad team, well, they put, put their good players in their bad team, and get these monster results um, and, cl- and climb the table. Well, hold on, but one of the things you constantly say is the Premiership's the best domestic league in the world because it's so competitive. Yeah, and. With that being the case, then what's Bath's record this season? Uh, played 14, lost 7. Right, so 1-7, one, one seven. One seven, lost 7. Drew 1. And Oh, OK. Uh, no, because you're looking at ah, ultimate rugby games. as you, as you do every week yeah. and make the same mistake every week. Thank you. So they, they've uh, one seven, lost 7, uh, but one of those. I mean, I that's think, not really good enough, is it, for those a, players? It's a COVID Be game. In, well, in a competitive league... I don't think it's it's a bad position. It's only one it's, or, one or two wins off being in the top four. Yeah, two two wins and they've been in the top four. Yeah. But it, it's so I'm. I don't think I never thought really from what I've seen Hooper was the right appointment. I still probably don't. Um, but and yeah, I still I still don't think Bath are getting the what they should be out of their talent. No. But but this, this game is. We've already talked in, about it too. Yeah, we've already talked about it too well, much. There are two things I want to touch on from this game. One, apparently Finn Smith is very good at Worcester. Okay, it's the academy lad. He's Great, yeah. But then, but then you want from... you want him getting opportunities in a game that he can win. Yeah. <laughs> it, like it, you don't want him not this one in this game in this, this scenario. Uh, this is bad for the league. Okay. And yeah. it, it undermines the things that make it great. Okay. I don't like. And I don't sec- like it at all. And the second thing. Yeah, is what happened three minutes in 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 into this game? Does anyone know? Uh, was it Bath's first try? No, that was one minute in. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, sorry, oh, that was two minutes in. I think I know. Go on. Uh, Priestland ended his <clears throat> um, perfect kicking record. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he's finished. Was it thirty something kicks now? <sighs> yeah, something like that. Thirty-three, I think. But it was. Get, but but get this: how do you got that kick? Right, he then went on to slot five more. So he's already wow. he's already on his way to <laughs> so he's, so he's, his own record. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I I forgot to ask. I had a question prepared on uh, for for the last podcast. So I'll do it now because you just reminded me. England and Italy broke 
a record in this Six Nations tournament. Do you know what the record was? So I suspect that... Hmm. Is it the same record? Or they, they, both, bo- they both so jointly it, broke a Six Nations record. So I know there was talk prior to this week of um, England potentially breaking Italy's highest penalty count in a tournament record. Wow. Is that right? Correct. I think Italy previously... It was 14 per game, so that would be uh, 70, 70 penalties or something like that. Uh, so, uh, I, so I understood it that Italy and England both got this in this tournament, but it may be that England just equaled Italy's the previous. Possible, so I may be mistaken, but whatever the case, yes, yeah, 67. English arrogance, yeah. just don't think the laws apply to them? Do you think that's what it is? It might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Instilled, and, and, instilled with a, a massive dollop of Aussie arrogance as oh, well. Oh, yeah, God. And, and Toxic. Just, <laughs> and just picking up on things we missed from uh, the last podcast, I totally forgot to mention the that the Spain v Romania grudge match. Yep. Yeah. In which tier two. evidently was a grudge match. A massive grudge match. Did you see the knee? Yeah, yeah the, <laughs> the knee to the head, which the pro- knee. probably cost Spain the game. Well, Spain, right, good. <laughs> Spain were down to 12 men at one point. They had, I think, three separate yellow cards uh, at various points in time and a red card, which crossed over, the red card crossed over with two of the yellow cards oh. at one point. So they're down to 12 men. Well, they have not forgotten the World Cup, have they? Well, the, uh, qualifying for the yeah, World Cup. Yeah, what cost, what cost them qualifying Where for the World Cup? Where are they now in terms of qualifying? Because that'll be, that'll be done and dusted by next jo- Georgia, Romania, Russia are the top three and Spain are fourth. Oh, are they? Yeah. Mm. So, on. Is it next year? Have you finished third in your group? You I think get... top two go through from Europe. The, sorry, third in your World Cup group. You qualify, don't you, for next year's World Cup? Yes. Or next round's... Okay. So, um, where did Georgia finish in the World Cup group? I imagine they did not finish in the top three. Because they had All Blacks. Ireland. Ireland. Oh, Scotland no, no, no. would have been in that group. Oh, no. no. No, no, it no, wasn't. No, no. So, if it was All Blacks, it was South, South Africa. Africa and Italy. Was it? Was no, it? no, that wasn't, that wasn't their pool. They were in Ireland's pool, weren't they? With, With Japan and Scotland. Right, so it was definitely South Africa. It were was they? Definitely. Maybe they were. Uh, I can't remember. 2019. Uh, uh, anyway, Italy, Pools. Canada. Oh, it might not have been in that group. But whoever's finished third, I'm sure the third place team always 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 qualifies for the World Cup. So if one of those has qualified, it'll be easier for Spain to get into the World Cup if it's well, even likely to happen. They've just blown it playing Romania. So. Yeah. They they might in uh, in getting vengeance for missing out on the World Cup last time they might have cost themselves getting to the World Cup this time. So they finished fourth because they were in Wales, Australia, Fiji, and Uruguay's pool. So that puts Georgia and Romania in the box seat to qualify at the moment. <sighs> Never mind. We've got uh, a soft spot for Spain, haven't we? Yeah, here we have. Yeah, albeit the the footage that knee. Um, outrageous. It, it, <laughs> I don't, hardens my soft spot for Spain. I don't think that's quite the right terminology, but it's, it's pretty horrible. Oh, and the only other thing I forgot to mention on the last game, um, just purely the fact that great to see Will Welch back on a, a rugby pitch again, playing for Newcastle. That was wicked. Mm. He's ace. Yes. Stalwart for them, so, yeah, it's good to see. Uh, right, which games do you want to talk about? Because I'm just looking at these now, and the Hall of Queens Gloucester is basically the same as Bath, Bath Worcester, but in different kits. Yeah. Uh, so with, with, albeit... Gloucester, 24-0 down, and got themselves back to 24-all, only to then <laughs> concede another, like, 30 points. Yeah. After that. 35 points after that point. It's bizarre. Really odd. Incredible scenes. But Andre Esterhazen is ridiculous. Uh, I like, so, okay, so, fancy rugby draft this week. It, this, this is why I don't like this premiership, because it just makes fancy rugby draft an absolute lottery. And as a consequence... 
Like so, Joe Marchant gets called up into the England squad. As a result, Luke Northmore starts for Quinns and scores more points on his own than my entire team he, this week in, in FRD. He ran 198 metres from outside centre. 198 metres on his own. That's what I, most teams will get in a match. Well, yeah, I think um, I think the England Island match. I mean, I'll have it up here. Just give me one second. I don't. I think both teams were barely over 200 metres in terms exactly. of stats. So, uh, Hang on. Yeah, there you go. Uh, England England ran 15 more metres with ball in hand than Luke Northmore. And Ireland ran 18 more metres with ball in hand. <laughs> and so on the face of it, you, you could look at the score, you could look at stats like that and think, this must be awesome to watch. Um, and there, there were elements. There were lots, There was some brilliant skill, stepping by Tyrone Green and Esther Hazen's ridiculous offload. He's Ale- ridiculous, isn't he? Alex Dombrant's hands... Marcus Smith, Danny Kerr, Mike Brown, all these guys. How has Sale not ended up signing Andre Estehaze now? I'll never know. <laughs> He's such, he would be perfect for Sale. But if they didn't already have Rohan Jansi von Rensburg and, yeah, Manu. and Manu. Both of them. I, all three of them. But oh. they don't need him because they've got Sam James who can do everything. That is true. Sam James can do everything. He is a, he is a god among men. So. <laughs> and he's got an incredible mullet. No, it's gone now. Has off. it gone? Yeah, it's gone. What? Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm not watching Sale uh, again this what? season if that's Andreas gone. Andreas versus Matt Banahan, I'd be interested in watching that. Oh, Banner's <laughs> got a red. <laughs> yeah, if it was competitive and it wasn't. So, no. there we go. Well, it, it, it was for a bit, but... My, my, my point being is, uh, I remember when everyone used to talk about how Super Rugby was this incredible, what an incredible product when it was Super 15. Oh, Super Rugby, it's the greatest rugby on earth. And it's, yeah. Not so much. But actually, there you, you can't have too much of a good thing. There again, do you remember when they bought it to Twickenham? Or did they play Yeah, Wembley? Crusaders, Sharks, was That it? was actually one of the best games of all, of all time. That was 50 points to 30. Did you see there was an amazing try by a... 20 year old oh uh, yes for the ch- tight, uh, loose head prop for the Sharks against the oh, Lions no, I thought you were talking there was, a, there was an incredible try for who beat your who beat your beloved Canes with a last minute try uh, the Chiefs Chiefs yeah, uh, don't incredible get me, try for the Chiefs don't get me started on that game my beloved Canes were 26 points to 7 something like that up yeah. after 50 minutes at home to the Chiefs who haven't won in 10 games yeah. and threw it away Absolutely threw it away. Yeah, yeah that was an inc- some incredible tries in that. Let me see if I can find this um, this South African. Uh, that is not the right link. Here we go. Who is he? So it's a. Uh, oh, I want to see this guy. If he's if he's a prop, so that means it's a massive quad. Twenty-one-year-old, uh, Umchunu. Uh, who's spell it, please? Uh, M C H U N U, who scores? Mchunu try is like the top Google search. It says Mchunu rugby. Mchunu. Here we go. Try. So, this is seventy-five minutes on the clock. It's a seven-point game. Uh, Sharks in black. Forty points to thirty-three. Yeah. And here's your twenty-one-year-old. Oh res- my god! Reserve loose head prop. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh my word! Wow. Awesome. That, that reminds me a lot of Bevan Rod. It reminds me of you, GB. Yeah, it does. When, when you're propping. Wow. That reminds me, he's sort of, um, he, he's got cult hero potential, hasn't he? Yeah. In the way that Tongan Thor, when he first burst on the yeah. scene for, for the Reds. Yeah. Mm. Uh, did you see Northampton Bristol? Did you see Phil? I did. Tell me about it. Yeah, I saw that. Um, 
uh, if you're a Northampton fan, you'd be incredibly frustrated because yeah. they did some really good stuff. They gave themselves a chance to win this game. They won for the majority of the game, the kicking and territory battle. And then um, they... So the two unbelievably soft tries, the um, Purdy try halfway through the first half, which was a brilliant finish by Purdy. Mm. But it was so soft defensively from Northampton. It was a it was a poor line-out from Bristol. They got scrappy ball off the back of the line-out, and Leua um, drifts out to so second phase. Um, Leua drifts out and just pops the ball inside to Purdy, and there is no one in between the forward pack and uh, the 12, whose name I can't remember right now, um, who was drifting out, Um and he just goes through an enormous hole and, and glides in. Francis? Uh, Hutch, Hutchinson. Hutchinson, yeah. Hutchinson. Um, no one supports Hutchinson at all. There's no. There's just this, like, a 10-yard gap off his second-phase ball. Um, so there's that one, and then the the final try. So it's 20... Northampton are winning uh, 21-14 with f- less than five minutes to go. Bristol score a very good, well-worked try. Um, team effort try, and then immediately from the kickoff, yeah. Um, there's a Bristol fumble, then a Northampton fumble. The Northampton whole team switches off, and Bristol go 60 yards. And yeah. uh, Andy Uren shows great pace to score under the post. Well, Fitz Harding with the pickup on the run, yeah, gas, Fitz, Fitz and then gas. an awesome like 15 20 meter pass inside. But Andy Uren's pass for that for the Bristol try, his like 30 meter pass. Fitz Harding is some name. Yeah. yeah, but Andy Uren's pass, um, not not that off the left hand should matter because that's that's like uh, that's one of those things like when uh, football commentators they never say oh with his cultured right foot it's always a cultured, cultured left, left foot. foot they only ever mention it if it's a left foot shouldn't mention it just it's a left hand pass because every rugby player should be able to pass off the left hand but he does just loop it perfectly to Luke Morahan it was awesome yeah but Brist- Bristol didn't play their best stuff at huge in huge patches They're still winning aren't but, they well this is the thing that they. They have got enough. They've just got enough danger in there. And bringing like uh, Luke Morahan off the bench, Bedloe came off the bench and and played well. Tell me, tell me this. Do have I misunderstood this guy completely? Alapati Leua, he is a winger, is isn't he? he Primarily he, wing slash wing centre. Yeah, he plays. He plays all round. He's playing at twelve recently. I think he's absolutely brilliant. He, he's a very good player. Yeah, good good all round player. Yeah, he's well. He's kind of like. Siali Piatal, he fulfills exactly the same role there. Centre, occasional wing, solid, hard, hard man. Yes. Um, uh, Matthew Coleridge has tweeted us at Rugby Podcast, and I can, I, I know he won't be alone in Saints fans thinking this. He said, honestly, can't believe how uh, at Saints we come up with new weird ways every other week to lose a game that we were in control of. Malander on for Grayson, absolutely no reason. Then he misses a sitter for three points. Um. For the neutral, our games are amazing, but it's so frustrating. Well, as a neutral, um, I do enjoy watching North, uh, Northampton Saints play, and I just think they are—you know—the five percent off winning a lot of games. And remember, they're still what fifth in the table. Uh, I will tell you in like, just, just one second. They are—they are fifth in, in the table. A couple of yeah. COVID wins uh, in amongst them. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they—they they did some great stuff, and they—they they were the better team in, in big parts. This they started really well. Um, they control the territory really well, but Bristol have got enough, especially when Northampton leave the barn door open for them to to storm through. Yeah, it is easy to say in hindsight. Hindsight is always twenty twenty. Um, 
But Grayson was having a great game. Yeah. And he, he did play really well. And the, 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 uh, the BT Sport cameras captured Grayson's reaction when Malander did miss that kick that would have put them 10 points up. And uh, Grayson was um, frustrated. Um, yeah. And yeah. Well, it's, not, it's just good to see Malander getting game time again. Because it feels like... Good to see Grayson getting game time. Well, yeah, yeah game, both of them. And, and Furbank, who um, hasn't been playing particularly well recently, mm. he had a good game as well. Yeah. Think about Grayson a second, because his future was obvious, wasn't it? England, he was going to be an England player. He got into the squad, and then he had... Do you remember when, you you mean, when, when, was, when was he going to be an England player? I don't know. Well, don't. when he's captaining the England under-20s, it seemed like his future was going to be oh, okay. straight like straight through uh, to the senior squad. He even got in the squad for a little bit. But he seemed to suffer. He's obviously had... Was it an ankle that he's coming back from now? Don't know. Not sure. Not but sure. He, he suffered from, I think, headaches or some, or, or some such thing in training, which meant, meant he had to pull out of an awful lot of things. Now, Northampton have made a lot of um, their academy products and their... England qualified players in their side over the last couple of weeks and I think that's that's great because they're doing that whilst also picking the best team they can and just looping back to Worcester Worcester also much like Northampton did a did a Northampton type tweet going look how many English qualified players we've got in our squad look how many academy products <laughs> yeah but you're getting past whereas Northampton are, are managing to do it but actually guys like Toby Freeman who've come into their first team are legit yeah, yeah. yeah legit from- talents Freeman's good. I like Tom Tom James and I. I don't know if he's if if he's a local lad, and I'll never ever call a Northampton player young Englishman again, just in case. (laughs) I I think he is. I think you're safe on that one. I think he is a local. I mean, Tom James should be playing for Wales. Yes, um, just because it's Tom James. Exactly, but. Yeah. It's Bristol in a situation now where, where every team wants to be obviously top, top of the table with, with loads of cash but it's to be able to win these games with your yeah. middling team because you want you, like you know, people people might think hey, why would Exeter want Stuart Hogg what, what is Stuart Hogg's value to, um, to to Exeter it's simply that they need they need him for three games a year like that that is it Th- these are the sort of teams that you need to put out the sort of mid-ranking teams or you know not mid-ranking teams a mixture of your first and second team Continuously to win games, and if, you know you're good. if you can go to Franklin's Gardens and get a, an away win, doing it, yeah. you're doing something right. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, it, it was it was a good game, um, good, great win for Bristol. Great to do it in the manner they did. Frustrating for Northampton. Mm. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Just jumping across, didn't Leinster get beaten this weekend? By Ospreys. By Ospreys. Did they? By Ospreys. Yeah. Tell you what, Toby Booth is and doing one hell of a job there. Some, someone tweeted they, us. They qualified for the Champions Cup. 
No way. I believe. I'm right in saying that now. I'm not sure. Um, but someone someone tweeted us saying that um, a couple of years ago he said that um, the the foundation t- Toby Booth uh, was putting the foundations in he, place. Yeah, he might have said it um, bef- uh, towards the end of last season or the beginning of this season. So, yeah, got in touch with us to say just Mike Ruddock with Toby Booth are laying real solid foundations from academy level up and it is bearing fruit. Fair play. Incredible stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Might have to pay some more attention to that. Um, and of course, uh, my boys, um, London Irish, were playing Sale. Sorry, our <laughs> boys, the well, podcast you, team. Your your other boys, uh, your beloved Benetton, they've still not won in the game, have they? Have they not? No, even Zebra have won four games, I think. Benetton are not doing pretty well. Not they, doing but well. They've got one of the most expensive directors of rugby as their defence coach now. <laughs> How can this go wrong? Have they have they got any attack helicopters in yet? Do you know? Uh, undoubtedly, a carved wooden bear. A bear's native in Italy. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I think they are actually. I think is there probably Italian Alps. Is that a thing? Yeah, I was yeah. going to say. I was thinking. I was thinking the Alps. There might be. I'm sure that there, I'm sure there's lynx and bear yeah. and a few other things. So you know, he, he he's got no lack of. Um, Exotic animals, which you can, which you could bring in. That, that is one thing about the UK that, that I think people in the UK totally forget is how safe it is. How safe it is! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How incredible! How unbelievably safe! Why it is. are there? Well, I don't understand why there's no sharks here. I, for the life of me, why are there no great white sharks? We've got seals. You know, they they can live in water this cold. Why? Why are they not? I just don't know. Do you see there was a walrus that uh, washed up on? In Ireland, in Kerry, in Ireland, it, it had floated from it. It went for a sleep on an iceberg and woke up uh, on an iceberg and then just bobbed to Ireland. Really? And it's that. Yeah, it's, it's, there, weird, it's weird when you go out to sea uh, because obviously living or from, from being from from didn't I occasionally go, go in the sea, but you'll get like eleven miles out, and there'll be there'll just be a seal there, just just bobbing along. Um, Martin Lewis, it was. Who's, who, um, Money saving expert. Not that Martin Lewis. I don't. I, it might be, might be that Martin Lewis. But he said, um, just wanted to say, don't don't know if you remember me messaging you to point out that. I do remember. So Toby Booth and Mike Ruddock. He said that um, to, the work that they're doing with the Ospreys Academy, and that Martin Lewis said he thought they'd get they would get Ospreys a Champions Cup semi or final in five years. Well, they have just got back into the Champions Cup. You're right, Tim, with an away win at Leinster with an incredibly young team. Amazing stuff. Absolutely. So that is remarkable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, sorry, just on UK not being safe or being. Safe. Oh yeah, that's yeah. what. It's, yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, it's, it's nothing it's, to do with rugby. Just show I'll give you a great book to read. Uh, it's Rewilding by a lady called Isabella Tree, and she has this huge estate, which I used to. Um, I think she was married into it or some such thing. Uh, anyway, they, it used to be a cattle farm, and they got rid of all the cattle and just let, let, let just let it grow wild, and that's it. And it's meant to be absolutely awesome. Now they do um, British British safaris, there's little, little camps like that. It's in like sure it's in like three hundred acres. So it's absolutely enormous. Yeah, I remember the um, Econ Talk. Oh, it's podcast, so, yeah. Where she goes on to that. It's on oh, Econ cool. Talk, and then I bought, bought bought the book, and the book is brilliant. There's so, a similar thing with the the dead zone, the demilitarized yes. zone in between North and South Korea. Where it has well, it has been <laughs> effectively wilded for an ex- got, a period of fifty years or so. The rarest birds on, on, on earth. Yeah, and so is uh, so is Chernobyl. Yeah, I imagine <laughs> Chernobyl. All the wolves have, and all, everything's adapted to live with. So I think everything breeds faster there now. I didn't, yeah. well, I didn't watch that show Ben Fogel on Chernobyl, <laughs> which plainly they just put, they, they picked him just because it rhymed, didn't they? 
<laughs> so I was watching a program on Chernobyl's wildlife once, right? And this guy, right? That, that was an actual show, by the way, the other week. Yeah, yeah, no. Ben Fogel <laughs> in Chernobyl. It's ludicrous. Uh, I've tried to find this clip because it, it, it doesn't haunt me as such, but I, it's, always, it's, always, it's always in my mind. It's not haunting at all, actually. It makes me laugh. Um, but there's a scientist in Chernobyl, and he's got, like, um, drawers of dead things. And he looks at the camera. He looks straight at the camera. Opens up his drawer of dead things. Picks up, the, picks up, the, picks up this dead weasel. He goes, "This is the most radioactive weasel on earth." <laughs> <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> but what a claim! He's so, he's so proud of his weasel. I'm just trying. Uh, Amazing. Joe Launchbury picking strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> There's a TV show idea for you. He's getting just getting quite partridge. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so sale, sale uh, reaction. Um, really disappointing London Irish performance, I think it comes down to. So, yeah, I've, I've not seen any of this game, uh, other than uh, a few of the tries as they were flicking up on my uh, enhanced player while I was They were lucky the not to go down by more. They had two really? tries disallowed. Um, one was a charge down by Lude, and it, he charged it down. The ball bounces, like, end over end, and it bounces back up and hits his arm and goes forward, which is just a nightmare. And Byron failed to uh, put one down. So I saw know. his his try where he read the uh, little faff box kick from the middle of the park, I like th- really sneaky little box. Such an unusual place to have a box yeah. kick, but the the two of them were in tune. Uh, and also, did you know the England under twenties are currently in action? Are they? I, I I believe that they are. Someone told me that that's where f- um, faff uh, faff de quack is. Faffy de quack. Yeah. Um, no, so the, the, I, I wasn't wasn't aware at all. I've watch, not seen anything. I was watching sale game. It's into about sixty minutes. Thought, brilliant. It's going to be rough time soon. And I looked on the bench and is uh, and Warcliffe was there. So mm. I was like, well, wh- where is he? And someone mentioned it's in an England under twenty duty. I thought, no, it can't be. But, they're not playing, not, unless unless they're, they're about to start. Yeah, I haven't possibly. Heard it. Maybe maybe I'm being completely completely sad. Uh, I I miss Saxons. Yeah, I'd like, I'd like the A team. I'm not that. I'm not that bothered about the under twenties, except for when it's World the Cup. The Saxons would be cool to watch, though. Yeah, yeah. Really cool to, uh, uh, Dave Flatman's got some cool stories about uh, about the Sa- about the Saxons because they used to go to weird places like well, Italy on on a, on a Six Nations weekend. It'd be so good to watch the Saxons on a Friday and then England Italy on the Saturday. Yeah, and the the old because um, it'd be good as well for Saxons to play. USA, Canada, um, Pacific yeah. Islands, Japan, Japan. Yeah, well, yeah, J- Georgia, Romania, Spain. Yeah, yeah, all, yeah. All these absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's quite fun though the way to think about because it is an amateur. It's an amateur thing, isn't it? They just show up and they, well, and they play. There's, there's no like England camp. There's, there's no nothing. You just get picked in the way you, you go. Picked, yeah, and, and I wonder with the squad I, for a few days. Yeah, I wonder if that is actually beneficial to players in professional programs with. We like to know their roles and know their analysis and all the, all you know all, all the rest of that stuff. Bad, but I'd watch it. Well, I've just hey. I've just looked up 2011 Churchill Cup, uh, which was Canada, England, Italy, a Russia, Tonga, USA. The was first, it Colorado? First game it was. No, this this one was um, in the well. The first game was at Franklin's Gardens, Northampton. Uh, the second game was at Gloucester. Uh, anyway, the first game. England Saxons versus United States. Anyone want to guess the score? Forty-eight. Sorry, what? Nil. England Saxons v United States. United States in two thousand and eleven. Forty-eight nil. I will go. England fifty-two, USA seventeen. Uh, 
England 87, USA 8. Wow. And they, <laughs> USA, uh, they had the first and last scores of the game. They scored a penalty after three minutes and then a try after 78 yeah. minutes. And it's always nice isn't it, when you're watching a massive underdog and they score first. Three points. It's, I mean, it's it's a fairly handy um, England team. Uh, oh, some of the Saxon teams they used to put out were phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And when the Lions go away as well, uh, you used to have the Churchill Cup. I seem to remember it being in Colorado with... Do you know, like, in the first World Cup, they had the the crowd barriers, which were literally a stake, a metal stake in, in the ground and then a bit of string. Roped out. Yeah, 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 yeah roped out. It was kind of like that. And I'm sure... From memory, it looked like you could see simultaneous simultaneous international games going on. Th- that would be cool. You just wander around with a beer. And, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it was Colorado because they have um, they have that rugby town, don't they? The f- funny little rugby town up there. <sighs> Glendale. Glendale. The Raptors. Glendale Raptors. Yeah. Um, in this England Saxons team. Um, so try, try and get so 2011. 2011. Yeah. All right, hang on, hang on. Uh, Just ben, ben Youngs. Whoa, whoa, whoa! No, Ben Youngs was in the World Cup squad in 2011, wasn't he? 2011. Was uh, I'm, some of the names I'm surprised David, were in here. David Flatman. No, that's right after he's retired, wasn't it? 2011. I just need to get dialed in on Jamie my t- George. Are there any current England players? Um. Ooh, good question. There are no current England players. So there are pl- players who've played for England kind of semi-recently. Okay, it's 2000. Just, uh, so we're going back 10 years now. So there's, there's there's a lot of guys in this team who are full, full England caps. Courtney Laws? No. no. Thomas Walden? No. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Jeff Pauling? No, but um, I think these guys... The two second rows. Lewis Deacon. Ryan Lamb. No, he would have been in England. That's way before his time. No, he would have been in England. Ryan Lamb, no. Uh, So the the second rows would have partnered. um, Who do you say, Parling? Yeah. They uh, definitely would have partnered Parling at at some point. Oh, I've no idea. Um, uh, Mitch Lees. (laughs) No. Um, Shall I give you the the back line? Give give me the halfbacks. So the, the halfbacks are probably the least impressive pairing right across the team. Um, so the ha- halfbacks were Mickey Young, okay, and Rory Clegg. Really, Rory Clegg. Yeah, and that's that's the the least impressive pairing, I think. I think I think I played rugby with Rory Clegg's brother in Darlington. <laughs> Did you? Massive man. Yeah. Really. Massive. Yeah, he's a big winger. Mm. Mako or Billy? Oh no, because you said it's not anyone in the England team now. No, yeah, there's no one who's still... Trying to think of people quite a few like, players who are still playing. They're about 30 or 31 now. Yeah. Oh, but it's... Cause it wasn't, Miles Benjamin. There's, there's guys in here who... Legend. Miles Benjamin was there. Yeah! <laughs> he was on the wing. Oh, Anthony Allen. No. But you're, you're, you're getting more dialed in, I think. Okay. Shane Geraghty. No. No. Uh, Ollie Barkley? No. Um, Barkley was in a World Cup final four yeah. years before this. Yeah. yeah. Tate Noon, no, no, all... uh, no, no. Um, can't believe how bad. Charlie Sharples, Sharples was on, on the bench. Oh, yeah, right. that's good. Yeah, uh, don't know. I so I'll no give idea. you the team. So Mike Brown at fifteen, Top Hero Joe and Miles Benjamin on the wings, Trinder and Twelve Trees. 
in, the, in nice. the centres, Young and Clegg. Uh, then a back row of James Gaskell, Tom Johnson and Jordan Crane. Tom Johnson, I would never have got that. Second row, Atwood and Moritz Botha. Um, then Matt Stevens, who... He went on the 2013 Lions tour, didn't he? Did. he? Favourite anecdote about Matt Stevens, by the way. Sorry, finish team. Uh, then sorry. Joe Gray, uh, Matt Mullen, and a reserve uh, finishers of David Pace, Kieran Brooks, Graham Kitchener. Good good family, I believe. I used to love yeah, David I've, Pace. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, you did love David Pace. Do you remember when he got into a scrap with Jim Hamilton? He got into a scrap with everyone. It, yeah. But didn't, he, didn't he have the record for most cards yeah. in the Premiership? Yeah. He got uh, into a right little um, ding-dong with Jim. Jim... Oh, sorry, go on. No, no, no. Uh, but it's quite funny because David Pace is not a big bloke at all, and Jim's massive, so you've got this huge differential. I think they both got a card. Yeah, was it, was that the one where they're still going at it as yeah, they yeah, go yeah, off yeah. the pitch? Oh, I loved all that. Yeah, um, yeah. Jamie Gibson, uh, Paul Hodgson, Alex Good on the bench, and Charlie Sharples, and the coach was of course. Uh, who was coach? Stuart Lancaster. Stuart Lancaster. Wow, imagine the of course. Of that <laughs> <laughs> so um, Matt Stevens. Uh, so I was at Bath University, and he was at Bath Uni, but he was he never played. He, he was he was playing with Bath, um, but he used to go around on a scooter. He had a little sort of uh, new old looking Vespa, and he could not find a helmet big enough he for could. his head. <laughs> so he actually had to get a helmet custom made, and he appeared on. <laughs> like the BBC Southwest tonight, or whatever the local bit after the news is, and there was a feature on Matt Stevens finding a <laughs> helmet that would fit his massive Swede. So I've got a story. Uh, Lewis Avion Roberts, uh, who is from North Wales originally, Rithin, wasn't uh, he? Yeah, Rithin boy owns owns the Feathers Pub in in Rithin, which is which is very nice. Or was it his brother? Doesn't matter. This is what matters. He had to get wellies specially made to fit his calves. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing more annoying than the the rub of wearing a wellie with shorts exactly. on the, on your calf. Awful. Right, uh, I think that covers the Premiership. Uh, sale, uh, should we just say that Sale won because they did and they hammered them and that, and that was good. Sale yeah. won, Exeter won, uh, the end. The end. Well, let's just consider the table a second, right? So... Yeah, I I don't see these teams moving from the from the, from the top four. I think the only team good enough to get in the top four would be Bath if they start playing like a team. That's yeah, it. I don't think that will happen. Quins are legit, aren't they? Qu- yeah, Quins are a genuinely good team. Really good team. I'm I'm what what have all these um, DORs been doing wrong for so long that meant that they couldn't. Get it out on paper well, on, on the field consistently. What are all these clubs doing having DORs? Exactly. They're just what? Buy them all. Sack them. What, what a waste of money. Don't need them. They cost Clearly. an absolute fortune. They take up all your media time. Like they, you know, they're a giant, a giant drain on, on, on resources, and they don't seem to make you win. So uh, I think maybe Chiefs and Bristol About, and uh, Saracens. In, incorrect, actually, and I'll tell you why. Because Chiefs, for the longest time, didn't even have a director, director of rugby. <laughs> they just had Baxter. They just had Baxter. He was promoted to the director of rugby, was it last year? Yeah, and he's on the board of directors now, so he's at all board meetings, and I think he, uh, I don't know whether he has maybe part of his remuneration, his shares in the club. I've no idea how that works. Well, I know, because they're a trust, aren't they? So, no, they're a company. Or the shares, sorry, the, the, the PLC. The, the supporters own but the But maybe club. the supporters own the shares. I don't know. Mm. The answer is, I, I don't I don't know. Um yeah, so they didn't have a director of rugby for the longest time, and they did just just fine. But they, maybe, is it, yeah, I guess Baxter's slightly different, isn't it? It is. Just trying to think of who else 
Doesn't have a direct, direct, direct with rugby. Did Tigers? Lee, Lee Blackett's head coach. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what. I wonder if there's a definition anywhere of what a director of rugby Do you need to be in board meetings to be a director of rugby? And also. Because right. I, I think, I imagine that the role that Steve Diamond, for example, fulfilled as a director of rugby is very different from the role that Alex Sanderson will fulfill as director of rugby. 100%. In the same role, in the same club. Here's a question for you, right? Generally speaking, I would say, sorry, I would just sort of describe a director of rugby as you... A way to give your head coach more money. Well, <laughs> sometimes. You don't... You, you might go onto the training pitch, you might wear a tracksuit, you might occasionally have a whistle, but you don't wear boots because you're actually just stood in the background watching rather than oh, in, w- in w- there coaching. A welly coach. You're a welly coach. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's a, that's, a, that's a great definition. Like that. Now, do you think they've got the name wrong? as well shouldn't it be rugby director because if you're in the board of directors it's finance director sales director rugby director project director director of finance hmm but you have oh yeah operations director yeah yeah marketing director finance director yeah managing director that you have that are of something of direct of of you would have like in a hospital you'd have the medical director rather than the director of Medicine. It sounds ridiculous. Yeah, it does. It I sounds think stupid. It, when I finally do land my DOR job, I'm going <laughs> to demand that I'm called uh, rugby director, not director of director rugby. Of, of rugby. And also, why do you need the extra word? <laughs> you have, but, but, the, but then it's the same with uh, members of the government. You have like the education secretary, but then you health secretary, but then you have secretary of state. Yeah, secretary. Now, of, here's, here's an interesting right. The word secretary itself. Has such a varied mean uh, meaning. Mean, so, like yeah. secretary doesn't sound like particularly glamorous, but actually, secretary of states that sounds pretty gl- glamorous. Yeah. So maybe I'll the be home, sec- home secretary. Hang on, what? Why? Yeah, because you it's secretary of home, not home secretary. Yeah. I, <laughs> so anyway. I think I'm. I think secretary of foreign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, I don't know what a secretary actually means as such, because you get company company secretary too. Which is very different from the company secretaries. Yes. Very different. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to ask Aren't for. most company secretaries just uh, fudges to get some of your <laughs> some of your income funneled through your husband or wife? No, I... Of your, of your limited company? Different secretary. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm going to be rugby, secre- rugby secretary. Yeah, there we are. I'm going to scrap DOR role completely and be rugby secretary. Rugby secretary. I've been social, se- I've, I've been social secretary uh, oh, at a yeah. few clubs yeah. in my time. I'm social sack. Good. Secretary good. of Social. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Let's right. I think we've done enough. If we're talking about secretaries, <laughs> we've done enough. Yes. We really have. Uh, next week's games? Yeah. Come on. Let's have a quick look. Come here. And again, I don't know exactly what the rules are on um, players oh being available, but a lot of them will be, a lot of Six Nations players will still be unavailable. Well, it, yeah. And. The, I think I've not seen the formal announcement. I've probably just missed the formal announcement. But the Scottish players, obviously, well, they shouldn't, under normal circumstances, be eligible to play for Scotland next week because it's outside the, the mandatory um, international window. But I think um, they've come to a deal with the Premiership for them to to be available. Yes, which is good. Uh, so obviously that happens on Friday night. But actually, I won't be watching it because I'm watching Gloucester versus Exeter. Mm. One, yeah. way, one way traffic well, the, absolutely smashed. there are separate times aren't they Gloucester Exeter has oh, been yeah, moved forward to half, half five. Oh, that is good 
that's really good. So yeah, big win for Exeter. Yep. Bristol Quins. That that will be interesting. Mm. Now, so Quins, I was very harsh on them when they lost to Exeter. Very harsh. Uh, they lost away at Exeter, and these are games that they need to win to be serious. And so that, you know, they've got a second chance. They've got to beat Bristol. I, I, I think they've and they, got to win. I expect them to be putting out a relatively stronger team compared yeah. to Bristol because Bristol are missing quite a few players. They need to be saying, don't they? At the, at the conclusion of this game, they need to know that they can beat Bristol. Or otherwise, what, what, what are they doing play, playing around in the top top four? Give me give me Quins. Quins, yeah, I'll say Quins. But I, actually, I, I did this exact thing earlier in the year and Bristol hammered them. So I'm not going to make the same mistake again. Give me Bristol. Where is it? At, at uh, Bristol. Yeah. Harlequins. Brizzle. Okay. Then, this is a good game. London Irish host in Bath. If Irish put out their biggest, most experienced pack. London mm. Irish West versus London Irish East. Mm. Yeah. And their fastest, uh, most attractive back line as well. Jo- yeah. they, they were after Joe trying to get Joe Thocken a singer back. Or may, they may still be trying to get Joe Thocken a singer no, back. No, has he re-signed for, oh. for Bath yet? R- Rumour is that Bath have won that particular battle. I mean, why are they fighting over him? I don't get it. <laughs> I really don't understand what the big deal I mean occasionally he's okay is what I'd say and for Bath Will Muir McConaughey um, Watson De they're the re- yeah they're the real stars yeah the I mean, just, is salary cap point Will Muir is awesome yeah what are they doing but, but Bath, Bath will be Bath <laughs> they certainly will yeah no changing them um, I'm going to go for Bath on that one L- a London Irish West will win that that particular I encounter. London Irish will do. I don't know. London Irish will flake you on me. It's sort of bath. <laughs> um, <laughs> two horrible teams to. Give me bath. Give me bath. Yeah. I think that. I, 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 mm, I don't think you can describe. I think that those teams are much less flaky, both of them, than they have been. Mm. But, okay. Well, only a six-all draw will convince me that they're stern, stern teams. <laughs> um, Worcester hosts Northampton, uh, which that should be Northampton. Yeah, Worcester. Maybe they were freshening um, their team up so they can put in a bigger performance in this. Because as uh, I guess they're both derbies. Uh, mm. But yeah. Wasp Sale, I do not like Wasp's chances at all, to be honest. No. Sale have got the, got the measure of Wasp's big time. They Even when Wasps were winning everything, Sale held them down and beat them up. And that's what Sale can do, and that's what Sale, Sale will do. Sale's second team did it to Wasp when Wasps were at the um, rugby restart middle of last year. It was it was actually quite a good um, matchup between Curry and Willis that day. Mm. I think Curry came off came, came off the better. No, Sale are just built to beat up Wasps. There's just I can't see. It's just a bad matchup, stylistically. So we could be seeing a few away wins here, and then the final right. final game is that's a cracker. Leicester Hodkin hosting Newcastle. Yeah, the Balmain Bowl. Of course, the historic the um, Dino Bowl. The yeah, Dino Ball, uh, McGuigan Ball, and I don't know if this is true. Uh, Mully Polar Ball, and the other guy Muller as well. Ball, yeah. He's a, uh, flood, Cal- flood ball, Kieran Brooks Callum ball, Green ball, Tate's yeah, yeah so lot. many yeah, and I don't know if it's uh, I don't know where I heard this, but I seem to remember there being a story about the acrimonious departure of Dean Richards from Leicester, and he had a bar named after him. That's and, right, yeah, 
and then he just cleaned them out. He, he went, no, I want all my merch. Or I don't know. No, hang on. Are you thinking of the... Okay, that sounds a lot like the... Is it Skinner story from Mickey Skinner? Mm. It, Gloucester? Maybe I'm... Uh, he was, Mickey Sk- Mick Skinner was Quinn's. Mike Teague was Mike Gloucester. Teague, yes, yes, yes. Okay, so the I think that the story when around... Mike Teague's nephew, Rory Teague, got binned yeah. and suddenly went, right... Give me my merch. Give me, give me my stuff back. Okay, so the uh, Dino one... I think was they recently named a bar after after, after him like a bit of a I think it's like a bit of a make makeup type gesture because of the way he left I think but there are diehard Leicester fans up and down the country that know a lot more about this stuff than mm. I do but it'd be interesting if they did that here because we, here presumably we go. it does reopen the door should they want to get him back in in the future yeah so he was sacked by Leicester in two thousand four. So he, having won everything, yeah, he, um, he won four successive Premiership titles and two consecutive Heineken Cups. Wow. But then he was sacked in two thousand four after a poor season. For Mar- Marcelo Lafreda, that's very. Uh, and then this this is um, his uh, profile on ESPN. Richard Richards was so hurt by the decision that he requested all of his memorabilia there be returned go. by wow. the club and that Dino's bar at Welford Road be renamed. Dino's so, bar. He's not going back. <laughs> no, no, but I'm sure they've renamed it again. I'm sure they back have to, actually... Back I'm to sure it is Dino's bar again. What? Mm. I mean, I don't know how Against old, his wishes. How old, how, <laughs> how old is Dean Richards now? Uh, he is 57. Fifty-seven, fifty-eight this year. So I, I'm, God, he must have been young when he's winning titles. Then he's not. Yeah, Twenty years ago, yeah. yeah. He's not going back. So he's not going back, and because he, he absolutely loves Newcastle, and it's perfect for him because he gets to be involved in rugby, and it's the opposite of like Quinns or Bath. He's out of the yeah, limelight, and that's how he liked it. Maybe I mean, there's a lot of stuff, good stuff to be said for that. But if Leicester Tigers, well, actually, Leicester Tigers aren't, aren't even very good, so you know. <laughs> Uh, you know, a competitive Leicester Tigers are competing on all fronts looking for a European title I think he's interested he, who, who wouldn't be I, I think he just likes riding his motorbike does he have a motorbike yeah what does he have I don't, a, know, I don't why, know why don't you mention these, the, 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 these things earlier Tim sorry <laughs> oh, <laughs> you don't know what bike he has he, no I don't know what bike because I don't I, you know one of the greatest shames about Diamond leaving sale when he did is that he said if he wins the premiership he's going to get a Ducati Find out what the fastest Ducati is. I'd love to see Diamond on a Ducati. <laughs> I want to see Diamond on a Ducati, Ducati more than I want to see Ben Fogel in Chernobyl. <laughs> Diamond on a Ducati. There we go. That is, that, that, that's our Netflix show. Yeah. Let's get that green lit. <laughs> oh my god! I just want to see him do. If they, why can't they do? They do like celebrity dancing on ice. Why can't they do celebrity MotoGP? Yeah. It's interesting that because there is a Ducati dealership. There is right opposite Crossford Bridge that Dimes wanted to build uh, sales ground on. Yeah, I, well, do you it's know like, it's like a hundred yards away. Do you know he? Throw. This is what he's quoted as saying in an interview, at least, that when he wins, when he achieves something, he rewards himself with a motorbike. <laughs> so he's already got. I think he's got a couple of Harleys. But yeah, he likes his bikes. Interesting. Nice. Can you imagine anything more scary than Dimes and Alsatian on a motorbike? <laughs> Does he have like a sidecar like Wallace and Gromit? <laughs> <laughs> now we've got a Netflix show. Yeah, there we go. Uh, right, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we're contacteggchasers at gmail.com. We're patreon.com slash eggchasers and we absolutely humbly um, uh, accept all the cash. And really, really appreciate your support there. Uh, we're on Twitter, YouTube. 
He's at JB Moore. I'm at Cockerfield. He's lurking and ready to slide into your DMs. We'll see you on the next one. Let the boys play. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.